Hello, and welcome to Epicenter. My name is Camilla Foy, and today we have a very special episode. Today I interviewed Miss Lynn Palmer, who has had epilepsy for 17 years and is a suicide attempt survivor. I was contacted by Miss Palmer a few weeks ago, and when she told me her story, I felt it was one everyone needed to hear. I have learned so much from listening to her, and I hope you take away just as much as I have from this interaction. So, without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode of Epicenter featuring Lynn Palmer. Hi, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Okay. okay how are you doing today? Oh, I'm a little nervous, but I'm excited. <laughs> I'm nervous too. This is my first uh, interview for Epicenter, so this is going to be fun. Oh, wow. Okay, well, this is my first podcast ever, so we're two peas <laughs> in a pod. Yeah, I'm really excited about this. You know, I was very excited when I saw your email. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. Okay. Well, I'm, a, I'm an open book, Camilla. So you just you just ask whatever you want to ask. And um, I feel this. I feel really passionate about this issue. And I feel like, you know, people need to understand how serious the issue is. And, yeah. and where I can help, I want to help. So uh, why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners? Okay, my name is Lynn Palmer. Um, I'm 49 years old, and I have had epilepsy since I was 33 years old. And um, I am a divorced single mom. My daughter was three years old when I had my first seizure. Okay. And so could you take um, us through your epilepsy story? I'll give you just an outline version of it. Mm-hmm. The kind of epilepsy I have is focal aware in the in my right temporal lobe. I've only had, I think, three tonic-clonic, which a lot of people know as grandma seizures. Um, and that's a lot of times people that are not aware of epilepsy, that's the only kind that they are familiar with because that's what they see on TV. And that's the type where you're laying in the floor and you're convulsing. And there's actually a lot, many, many more type of seizures than that kind. Um, but that's the really scary kind. I mean, I think for a lot of people, any type of seizure is scary. Certainly for the, those of us that have them, have them are scary. But the type that I have, um, the most of the focal aware seizures, what I get is an aura that feels the best I can describe is a heated nausea sensation. And when I was having them and I didn't know what I was having, I was eating Tums because I thought it was like acid reflux. So um, I was having those and then they were keeping me up at night. I kept waking up and I would just run to the bathroom because I, you know, it made me nauseous. So I, sometimes I would vomit and sometimes I wouldn't, but one night it just kept going and going and going until I ended up having a tonic clonic seizure. And then that's how I found out that I had epilepsy. Wow. That must be really scary. It, it certainly was for my, um, mom who found me I was going through a divorce at the time so my daughter and I were staying at my parents house and that's how um she found me convulsing on the floor and um it changed my life forever it changed my family's life forever um of course the first thing that happens is you lose your ability to drive you lose Mm -hmm. your independence 
and I had a little girl that I was taking care of. And I mean, you know, I, I wrote to you in my email. I eventually uh, lost my job because I got tired of me um, having seizures at work. I was a school social worker, so I did a lot of home visits. I needed the ability mm -hmm. to drive. Um, and they just became tired of me not being able to drive. Wow. Um, it was a domino effect of things happened with my with my story of epilepsy. Um, when you can't work, then you can't uh, afford to pay your mortgage. So then I had to sell my house. I had to move in with my parents. Um, I can't even today. I can't stay alone. Stay at home. Oh, sorry. I have a trouble with my words. But I can't be left alone. So I'm 49 years old and I still have to live with my 78 year old parents. So I have to, to be taken care of. Yeah. Um, so that kind of in a nutshell is, is kind of how what happens in my life a little bit. And do you know what your seizure triggers are? Sleep deprivation is a huge one. Mm -hmm. Stress is a huge one. Um, I can't get too hungry. Um, really it just, there's no rhyme or reason to my seizures, but those are the three big things that, that I mean, sleep is a major one, sleep deprivation. And I have insomnia. Epilepsy is so much more than seizures. You go through so much loss, which brings us to the level of depression that so many people go through because you do lose out on so many things. It's not just seizures. It's everything that so many emotions are stirred up and, and so many losses and grief. And, and then you have to deal with things like stigma and ignorance of people. And it's, it's really complex. It's, yeah. it's more just an illness. It's, it's a lot of things that go with it. You told me in your email that you have drug resistant epilepsy. And mm -hmm. so have you gone through every medication that they have out there or have you tried only a few? Well, I feel like I've gone through every medication out there. Um, I can't even begin to tell you how many I've gone through, but um, I, at least 10. And wow. I, I could like I said, I couldn't even name them all. Um, but yes, I definitely have drug resistant epilepsy. And, right. and that's very frustrating. But at the same time, I can't go off medication because it's saving my life. I mean, if I were to go off medication, it it could be life threatening for me. So wow. um, and now I have um, I, I think I mentioned to you, I also that have found a new diagnosis of lupus as well mm -hmm. so um that on top of it it's really complicated matters even worse mm -hmm. and um we're, we're looking at po the possibility of me having what's called autoimmune epilepsy is um a diagnosis that we're looking at the possibility of me having which seizures can be a side effect of lupus oh really and yes so I've had I've had epilepsy for 17 years and um never knew that that I could possibly possibly have ha had lupus at the same time I mean it's just really complicated and um one of the things is drug resistant um to the seizures so 
I'm really, I'm just a weirdo. I'm really complex. <laughs> oh, well, I did not know that seizures could be a side effect of lupus. Because I've heard mm. of it before. And I was, I did not know that. Wow. That is yeah. interesting. So your epilepsy could be a side effect of the lupus or... Um, it, it can be one of the symptoms of or lupus. one of the symptoms. Okay. And could you explain, um, uh, autoimmune epilepsy? Cause I've never heard of that before. So I find that's pretty interesting. Well, it's really new to me too. We're actually trying to get, to find a way for me to get to Mayo Clinic, which I may have to wait to have it, to wait until my insurance changes next mm-hmm. year, because the insurance I currently have does not cover it. Um, and there's just a few specialists out there that work on autoimmune epilepsy. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, my sister is the one, the one that you talked to trying <laughs> to get Zoom. She's the one that's done all the research. But basically, um, it just focuses on lupus and epilepsy or any other autoimmune um, and epilepsy together. So I really, I'm not real helpful in that area yet. Mm-hmm. Um, check back with maybe next year and I can be more helpful <laughs> with that it's yeah. just a form of epilepsy I know that there's at least 44 different types of epilepsy yes some really specific ones out there um and um so that unfortunately I can't be more helpful in that area but that's just one that I'm looking at possibly having well, my daughter is almost 20 and she has witnessed so much and went through so much with me. Um, certainly it has not been an easy feat being a mm-hmm. mom of epilepsy. Um, she, it's also made her very, compa- very compassionate person mm-hmm. and very um, compassionate towards people with special needs. Her best friend has a very rare disease, but, you know, Emma's always looked past all that and never seen that because she sees people for who they are not you know what they're dealing with so that is so nice yeah it is yeah we need more people like that in this world too it's that is just amazing and there needs to be more of that with people with epilepsy because there is a lot of stigma and a lot of Mm -hmm. ignorance behind uh, behind that Mm-hmm. And I know you were telling me that you've had a lot of experience with the stigma and people not willing to help. Yes. Um, I went through a lot with my job, uh, trying to fight to keep my job, and then I ultimately lost it. Um, I was called um, a liability. And oh, no. uh, I can't remember the other word. I can't believe I lost lost that. But um yeah, and just, um, I actually tried to, I, I, I know I touched base with you about that I'm a survivor of a suicide attempt mm-hmm. because I struggled with depression and um, from the epilepsy. And um, I actually tried to get into a treatment center, a private treatment center of April of 2021, which was when, um, which was five months before my suicide attempt. And because of my epilepsy, they would not let me in the facility because wow. they were, a, they said they weren't a hospital and they, they couldn't take me in. And so five months later was my suicide attempt. It was like, I tried to get help, but they wouldn't take me. That is horrible. So, yeah. It, it just really spoke volumes. You know, I had a serious 
serious problem. And it was like, whoa, you know, you have seizures, so we can't touch you. And it was like I was reaching out for help and no one would, would touch me. So, and then I almost lost my life. I just broke one day and I broke on the day before my daughter's 18th birthday. Um, we were actually going to celebrate her birthday and I overdosed on the day of her birthday party. I mean, talk about crappy mother of the year. And um, it's still hard for me to talk about, but it's important for me to talk about. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I took between 18 to 20 anti-seizure medications and I just was searching for a deep peace. But then luckily, um, my dad thought I was taking a nap, but my daughter tried to call me and I always answer my phone mm -hmm. and I didn't answer it. And she was like, go find mama. And he said, she's sleeping. And she said, no, something's wrong. Go find her. And he found me and I was seizing and vomiting. And so I was, so I was rescued and, um, luckily, and I was in treatment for three days in the hospital and seven days in a rehab center. And I've been fine ever since, but it took me to getting to the lowest point of my life to having a, a turnaround. But, you know, it, it was the lowest, lowest point of my life, but it epilepsy really can get you into a low place. And depression and epilepsy are not recognized the way that they need to be. We need help. And it's a serious problem. And I think now, like for example, the Epilepsy Foundation, it's been their whole focus this year, epilepsy and mental health. So people are really starting to recognize it now. Yeah. And so I really appreciate that because there for a while it wasn't getting noticed. And were you able to eventually get the help that you needed? Well, when I almost took my own life, I, I got what I needed. And um, I, when I was in that, uh, when that, re when I was in the rehab center, I, I really did the work. I was there to work. I took, it seriously and I did get the help I needed but you know luckily I I was still alive and you know the Lord took care of me and I made it but you know so many people don't but I was one of the lucky ones and I've never taken my life for granted since then there needs to be more help in mental health feel a lot of people can make assumptions that are not valid and then they'll go around and spread those assumptions to other people and it just creates the stigma, really. Well, I think that's why you're around and people like you are around to talk about the problems and to not be afraid to talk about the problems and to because talking about it, we can help find solutions. So I just appreciate yes. you taking the time to, you know, to learn more about it and to reach out to others and doing all your research and, and talking to people like me and um, getting the awareness out there is key. Yes. Do you have any advice for people with epilepsy who are struggling with the same things that you dealt with? Wow. Um, 
I had a, I have there, I, I do, I'm in therapy and I also have a psychiatrist. And I think that one of the biggest things is to be truly honest with those people, mm-hmm. um, to, to reach out for help. If you don't already have help to reach out for help, to be honest with yourself, if you're in crisis mode, because one of the things that I did was I was in denial with how, where I truly was. And I was, I was afraid that if I told them how severe I was, that I would be what's called 1013. And that means I would be placed in a facility, but I really needed to be in a facility. I needed that extra help. And then when I went to get extra help on my own terms, of course, I was told that they couldn't take me, but I shouldn't have let it get as far as it did. Mm -hmm. And, um, but, you know, also just don't give up. Just never, ever get up and know that you are never alone. There is one in 26 people have epilepsy. One in 10 people will have a seizure in their lifetime. So know that you are not alone. There are many of us out there. And so reach out. There's support groups like crazy everywhere online. Um, I have a blog um, called, um, and on Instagram, it's epilepsy underscore picking up the pieces. On Facebook, it's um, epilepsy picking up the pieces. And there's tons more out there. So just don't isolate yourself. Um, because there's so many ways you can reach out. I mean, the Epilepsy Foundation has all kinds of things. There's Purple Day every day. Um, there's just so many ways you, you don't have to be alone. That is really good advice. I feel so many people could benefit from hearing that. And I've seen your page too. It is a really nice page and it has so many things that people could learn on there. And I wonder, do you have like anything to add for people who don't have epilepsy to understand better how they can help someone with epilepsy, even if they don't know them that well? Well, I think it's important to, um, I mean, it's easier said than done, but I mean, epilepsy, when you see someone have a a seizure, it's scary but try to keep an open mind and, um, you know, um, you try not to panic, which is easier said than done because it's really, from what I hear, it's really, really scary to see, but you want to do things like turn them on their side, try to put something soft underneath their head. Do not put anything in their mouth. Um, call 911 if it goes beyond five minutes, if it's their first time having a seizure, um, if they're pregnant, you certainly want to call 911. Um, I'm trying to find, just think of things right off the top of my head, but, um, because immediate, a lot of times people want to immediately call 911, but if someone has epilepsy, Um, Like I wear a medical alert bracelet and 
I have seizures all the time. So calling 911 is not, you know, mm-hmm. not necessary for me unless, you know, like I, the things I just said, yeah. were, unless mine went over five minutes. Otherwise I have PTSD when it comes to the ambulance coming because uh, from hospitals, but, um, and just treat us like you would treat anybody else because I've lost so many people in my life because of my epilepsy. They've turned their backs on me because they've just gotten tired of me having seizures and um, I can't do the things that they can do. So I don't benefit them anymore type of thing. So just, you know, epilepsy, I may have epilepsy, but epilepsy doesn't have me. I'm still a human being just like anyone else. And I still have feelings just like anyone else. So um, just trying to keep that in mind. We just have to do things differently. That's all. We have to do them with safety precautions. I can't go skydiving, but I can go hiking or I can, you know, do other things. So um, hopefully that's helpful information for you. You know, something that you mentioned that I have never thought about is if a woman is pregnant having a seizure and to call 911 because I took the seizure first aid certification with Epilepsy Foundation. And they never mentioned what to do if a woman is pregnant. They said, like, if someone's in the pool, if someone's in a train station or out in the street or grocery store. But that was one scenario that they never mentioned. I was like, oh, I never thought of that. Yeah, definitely. If a woman is pregnant, you definitely want to call 911 because she could be preeclampsia or a lot of things could be happening. With the type of seizure that I have, I mean, some crazy stuff can come out of my mouth and I don't have, I'm not conscious when, or I'm, I'm conscious, but I'm not aware of what I'm saying. And I Mm -hmm. don't remember what I'm saying, um, when it's happening. So, you know, I could say something to you and you're like, what is she talking about? Um, for example, I was in a restaurant one time and I asked the lady where the, I asked the server at the table where the bathroom was five times. And uh-huh. she was looking at me like, lady, I've already told you that, but I was having a seizure. So, um, you know, people have been arrested during a seizure. Wow. Because that... they, they weren't aware of what was going on. So, mm-hmm. I mean. Crazy things can happen when you're having a seizure. Yes. So it, it would really benefit the more people that are aware, it would really benefit us. Yeah, I can imagine how scary it must be. Like you're having a seizure and then when you become conscious, it's like you're being arrested. Like, Hang on, what's happening here? Yes, because the police were unaware of what was going on, which is difficult because there are so many different types of seizures. Um, but just... The, the lack of knowledge can be really scary for those of us that, that do have seizures mm-hmm. of, of what happened. Yeah. Have you had any experience where you were having a seizure and someone didn't know what to do? Like you, you really needed help. Luckily I, I'm surrounded by, I mean, I stay with people that know me. I'm never out on my own. I can mm-hmm. never be left alone. So, 
Um, that has not happened for me. I live out in the country. I'm in the, uh, you know, the rural area. So I'm always with, as if you can tell by my accent, young girl. So I'm always with someone that knows what to do. Otherwise, that could be a very dangerous situation for me. And unfortunately, Miss Camilla, I am get, becoming tired. I think I'm going to have to bring it to an end. That's um, okay. Shortly. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Well, thank you. And I appreciate you having me.